Some information within the Focus Friday sessions, including guest names, occupations, and locations have been changed for privacy. Each guest has read and agreed to a written general advice warning prior to taking part, and when necessary, have been provided with a link to contact a financial advisor for personal advice after the episode recording. If financial products are mentioned during the episode, no detailed analysis is provided, and if it is suggested, for example, that shares could be sold to pay down debt, it's an option for the guest to consider under the guidance of a qualified financial advisor. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, PDS, and target market determination, TMD, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, and I, Glenn James, are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Well, it is Focus Fridays where we talk about you, your money, your life, and get a bit of focus happening to what you're about, what you're planning on doing, a bit of an autopsy maybe on some decisions you've made and how that affected you and your life. But today for Focus Friday, we're talking with Dylan. Dylan's in Melbourne. He's 29 years old. Dylan, welcome to My Millennial Money. Thanks, Glenn, for having me. No worries. Now, Dylan, you've been a bit of a long-time listener lurker in the Facebook group and all that. So welcome to finally come on the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, before we get down and dirty, what charity did you choose for this Folks Friday session and why? So I ended up choosing Forever Projects. Um, which was um, one of the uh, features on, on your My Millennial website. And yeah, that kind of stood out to me with, uh, I guess, what they're trying to do for um, women with kids. And I really like the fact that 100% of the proceeds goes to the cause. Um, so that's why I've chose Forever Projects. Yeah, awesome. So tell me a little bit about your life. So you're 29 years old. What does the last you know, nine years look like in your life? The last nine years, so it's, I always had, I guess, an inkling to go towards something engineering related from a, from a, from quite young on. I, I used to always watch like the Discovery Channel and engineering, um, I guess, challenges. So that's always been something that I've, I've been interested in. And I guess I just kind of tried to make my way towards all the right subjects to, to get into an engineering degree and you know fast forward um now working in that field and uh it's just very rewarding yeah what type of engineering do you do civil engineering cool cool so roads blocks of land all that stuff yeah pretty much like i'm more focused on the road upgrades uh, across the state 
Um, so that that's quite rewarding, uh, just being able to get out on site and, and you know, telling my friends and family, like, oh, yeah, I've worked on this project or this road. And sometimes they're like, oh, it's you. You're the one that's been, <laughs> yeah. you're the reason why, you know, I'm late to work in the morning. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's very rewarding and I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah. And how much are you kind of taking home at the moment? Uh, in terms of salary or? Yeah, yeah. Um, one thirty at the moment. Yeah, cool. Plus super or including? Yeah, yeah cool. Plus super. Now, like so far, like with the engineering and your career as it stands, do you like what you do and are you happy or have you, are you getting itchy? Like what's your career like? So the, uh, look, as I said, like I, I do, in, I, I'm, I very much enjoy what I'm doing at the moment because it's a little bit, it's like probably like office based plus also site based. So like one day I'll be, you know, in the office working on a design issue and then the next day I could be out on site inspecting a road or a bridge so mm. it's got that variety and you know i'm involved in different stages of a, of a project's life cycle and um there's just been a lot of opportunities to progress um mm. in the industry just just in the last couple of uh maybe five years there's been a lot of investment in infrastructure projects so um yeah it's just been kind of i guess it's just been kind of like you know moving really fast over the next mm. over the last couple of years so yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your life. Uh, do you have a partner? Do you, you know, live with someone else? Do you rent? Tell us about your life. I'm currently living at home with parents. Yep. Um, I have a partner or girlfriend just now recently turned fiance. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And um, yeah, so we'll probably be planning to move out in the next, maybe next year or so. Yeah. And then cool. we've got... Uh, wedding planning as well so we've got to think about so yeah now swinging back to the focus friday type session like what was it that made you want to have a bit of a um a chat and a bit of a focus session um i guess i just wanted to get your thoughts on my current situation i guess from a financial perspective um i've been following the podcast for a number of years and it completely rewired I guess my thinking when it comes to I guess investments and um just fine just general financing and I guess just wanted to kind of go through my position that I'm in right now and just get your thoughts mm. on uh there's anything that may something I might need to look into that I haven't thought of yeah no that's that's cool and other than the wedding um, I would imagine once you get married, you will be moving out of home, going out on a limb. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you've got a wedding coming up. Um, there'll be, you know, moving into your own property with your your bride-to-be, I assume. Correct, yes. Yep. Any other kind of other money things that you've got on the horizon? Yeah, so um, I am looking to purchase my my next investment property um i did actually want to purchase that last year but with interest rates rising and i guess me kind of forecasting cash flow knowing that i am going to move out i do have these milestones coming in the next couple of years i decided to just postpone that so it is something that i am probably looking in the next five years to to get my third property and to be honest i've been driving my car for the last 10 years it's it's almost dead yeah, <laughs> I do. I do need to get a new one. So, what kind of car is it at the moment? Oh, it's just a 2010 Holden Cruise. Yeah, yeah. 
And what would that be worth, do you think? Uh, it's probably around 10K now. It's gone up after COVID. Yeah. And going out on a limb, the fact that you've had a cruise for 10 years, you're probably more of a, I need a car just to cruise around rather than I love cars type of guy. Actually, no, because Ooh. so prior to me listening to the My Millennial podcast, yeah. I was I was dead set on getting myself a new Audi. And yeah. then <laughs> so and then just it just kind of ticked. I'm like, what what am I doing? Like I, I need to focus on my investments, delayed gratification. So awesome. Yeah. So I pushed that purchase down the line and and really sucked out, sucked the life out of that holding cruise. Mm. And uh, and now it's, it's about time for me to upgrade. So I'm in this kind of limbo period where do I get that car now or do I wait a little bit longer or do I just get, you know, just the A to B type of car that can last me another 10 years? Mm. Yes. Oh, we can talk about that as well. Uh, talk to me about the two investment properties that you've currently got. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I bought was about five years ago in 2017. Mm. And that was your typical, oh, let's just buy in my backyard kind of investment. Um, so I did that. And I guess the next five years, the growth wasn't wasn't the best. It, it has gone up a little bit. So I purchased that for 870 in uh, southeast Melbourne. Um, so that's now valued at around 1.1 million. So that being, say, an 80% LVR, did yeah. you go in with a 10% deposit or 5% or a parental guarantee? I went in with a parental guarantee. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Yep. Is that uh, parental guarantee still on that property or have you removed it with that I, growth? I have removed it, yes. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. And there you go. For everyone listening, you can get a parental guarantee for an investment property. And what type of rent does that get? That's a moment. It's around 550 uh, I was looking the other day. I think it's gone up to six hundred a week. Yeah, yeah, right. It's um, what what what's your feeling on that property? Like, well, look. So, if I was to do it again, I I may not have bought that property. Mm. So it was. What, what type of property is it? It's a standalone. Yeah. Double story so, house on a six hundred square meter block. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a very like family type house for yeah. bedrooms. Yeah. Um, it, it's done okay, I would say, in terms of the the growth that I would have expected from Melbourne. Mm. So yeah, it's kind of sitting there now. It's is slight. it a bit is it a bit old and run down, or is it moderate, or um, is it okay? What would you say the condition is? It's I think it was built in the nineteen nineties. Right. Okay. That's so about yeah, like 30, 30 years yeah, old. Thirty years old. Okay. Um, yep. It needs a little bit of maintenance here and there, mm. but. Um, yeah, because yeah, for me, you know, how far out of Melbourne is your suburb? It's probably around 40 k's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So maybe up to an hour with a bit of traffic. Yeah, into the CBD, yeah, correct. Yeah, okay. No, I, I, like I, I'm not the property guy, I know John is, but I just, you know, for something that's worth a million dollars, the yield doesn't seem amazing. Correct, yeah. So it isn't a, it isn't a, um, a yield purchase, a small capital growth purchase. Um, so I guess coming into my second property, that's yeah. Talk to us about the second one. Yeah. So that's when I've um, done a little bit more research into property investing. Ended up doing a course on it as well, which once again just completely rewired my thinking when it comes mm. to real estate and picking good suburbs. 
So um, the second one was in WA. Cool. Um, and I purchased that for three ninety last year. Yep. And now that's recently got valued at four fifty, and the rental income for that is also four fifty a week. Yeah. Cool. And did you secure that against the existing property when you removed mum and dad? So what I did was I did a refinance of the equity from property one. Yeah. To be used as a deposit for property two. Yeah. 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 Cool. 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 Okay. So that's that. And what other loans are they? Um, interest only, principal and interest. They're, they're both interest only. Yeah. Five cool. years. Yeah. Talk to us about any other assets that you have, including cash, shares, anything like that. I've dabbled a little bit in the stock market. Yep. I just, I've got about 5K in shares. Um, what are the shares or ETFs? Uh, so Vanguard VDHG. Yep. So I've got about uh, 3K in that and then 2K spread across, um, yeah, random stocks. Yeah, some of them did well, some of them didn't. <laughs> is that just a more of a hobby type play or interest? Yeah, keep you interested? Keep me interested, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, any other financial assets? Are we classifying crypto as financial assets? <laughs> oh, we're, we're classifying it as something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what have you got there? Um, yeah, I've got a little bit of uh, Bitcoin um, yeah. and Litecoin, so about 5K sitting there and CoinSpot account. Cool. What's the um, what platform or broker is the VDHG within your shares? Uh, so I started off with um, Comsec. Yep. And I still got a little bit in there. Then I changed to Superhero. Yep. Cool. Um, just probably a few months ago. Hey, worry. Talk to us about your Super. How much have you got in Super? My super is probably around sixty k now with um, Australian Super. Yep. Do you know what investment option that's in? That's in a balance option. Balance. Yep. Yep. Do you know what the asset allocation is of the balanced option? Um, I think it's 80-20. Uh, I'm just taking a guess there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's fine. And, and the reason I, you know, there's no actual right answer to that, yeah. to that. It's just more sometimes I ask questions like that just to see how dialed in you are with stuff. Because <laughs> some people are like, oh, it's with Australian Super. I don't know what option it's with. And yeah. then some people are like, you're dealing with like, yeah, it's the balanced option. And, you know, I, I like, I don't know the asset allocation off the top of my head. It's just more of a, how you respond to that. It gives, yeah. it gives me a bit of a read on how, um, how dialed in you are, but you've above average knowing that it's the balanced option. Um, <laughs> you have, um, you made a note that you have got some of your income and disability insurances all put away and sorted. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. One of the things I learned from the podcast, to be honest, um, getting that, that foundation in place. So. I'm yeah, glad I sorted that out. And speaking of foundations, wills, power of attorney, all that stuff. So not yet. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, about to be married. It's like, do you spend the money and do the wills exactly, yeah. and the estate planning now, or do you risk it for twelve months? <laughs> well, and that's that was my exact thought process because mm. I was going to reach out to get my will done, and then yeah. um, I noticed that. Once you get married, I think most of that kind of goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. So it is in a bit of a limbo period now. I think I might just wait and, and then do it in 12 months. Yeah. I mean, if any lawyers listening, they're having a, a stroke right now. But yeah, I mean, look, in a perfect world, what you could do, you could get an enduring power of attorney set up 
with somebody. Like, so for me, it's my best friend is my power of attorney for financial stuff and my family's for medical. I mean, you could have your fiance be that person, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I'm probably running the risk. I know everyone's going to, if you're a lawyer or an estate planning lawyer, you're going to hate me for saying that. But I mean, everyone has a built in will with the state, right? But the problem is it's just messy when you die and you don't have a will, like just so messy. So yeah, I think land back from the honeymoon on the way back from the airport, you go into a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) We're just stopping in here and getting our wills and estate planning done. Absolutely. Um, I think as soon as you do that, then it's done. Then you're not kicking the can down the road. What does your partner do? Uh, So she is in merchandise planning. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And what's her interest in all things money and property and shares and all that stuff? I think she's kind of, well, I guess my investing and property mindset's kind of rubbing off on her. Yeah, cool. And she always says that I've I've changed her um, mindset when it comes to that. So um, mm. she's also looking at getting her own investment property as well at the moment. Yeah, cool. Now, what what have you got in the way of cash? Um, all my cash is sitting in an offset account at the moment. Yeah, um, against, against one of the properties. Property. Yeah, against the yeah. highest loan that I've got. So yeah. about probably 60K in there at the moment. Yeah. And out of that 60K, what would you consider is your emergency fund? Uh, well, I, I kind of, I've kind of used both, to be honest. It's it's my offset plus it's my emergency fund. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like if we said strictly speaking, an emergency fund could be three months worth of expenses, do you know how much that amounts to? Is it like 15 grand? Is it 20 grand? Or yeah, are you, yeah. how much, sorry? Yeah, so it is about, so if I was to allocate three months uh, to my emergency fund, then it's probably, oh, yeah, around that 20K mark. Yeah. 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 So would you say if we carve out that 20 grand emergency fund, you've got $40,000 in cash? Yeah. And it's important to note that because you don't want to go full ham and just wipe out your cash, right? Yeah. Talk to me about your, the way that you manage your money at the moment in terms of bank account structures and when you get paid, what happens to the money? So I've got two separate banks. And uh, so one bank, I've got all my salary coming into that account. Yep. And then in that same bank account, I've got like a, a debit account, which is yep. linked to my card. Yep. So every two weeks, I'll transfer a certain sum of money from my salary account to my debit account, which is yep. linked to my card. Yep. And then I've got a separate bank account with all of my loans and I've got uh, the offset account that I mentioned before, which is kind of like my rental hub. Yes. All the rental, all the rental income goes into that offset account mm. and then the repayments also come out of that offset account as well. And you mentioned fortnightly when you transfer that spending amount. Is that because you get paid fortnightly? Yeah, cool. Do you run a like a budget on a spreadsheet or some type of accounts? I have like a very, I've got a budget. So I know um, what my yearly expenses are, what my monthly expenses will be, mm. but I don't track it yeah. every month. Yeah, that's fine. So I just know this is, you know, 
my allowed spending for the month and I just keep on track with that. Yeah. And there's no consumer debt in your life? No, not at the no. moment. No motorbikes, boats, caravans, anything wild that we've forgotten? Not at the moment, no. So before we kind of move on and maybe look at some type of solutions, you know, we've looked over everything in your financial life. Is there anything missed or is there anything that you want to add? Uh, no, kind of think we've covered most of it. Mm. And how, like, you know, out of one to 10 at the moment, how would you rate your own financial progress, your financial life and all that stuff? I would probably say maybe an eight out of 10. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably agree, if not more. Like, relatively speaking, there's not many 29-year-olds that own two properties. However, on the same hand, there's, you know, not too many 29-year-olds who might have the opportunity to still be living at home. So, right, yeah. do you pay uh, rent to your parents or contribute financially? Yes, I do. Yeah, cool. All right, well, we'll take a break. And when we get back, we'll talk about maybe some things that we can do and optimize. We'll be back right after this. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Radio, we are back. Now, Dylan has a few moving parts going on. So, what are you thinking? And like, like at the top of the episode, you asked me like what I think. Well, in terms of the investment properties, I'm probably, you know, I don't believe we sell properties. Like I'm a buy and hold forever, amen. I mean, they're probably fine. That thing that you've got to watch out for is the end of the interest only phase for both of those mortgages. They will have to be refinanced onto another interest only loan or whatnot. My question probably even before the wedding, before the car upgrade, before moving out and all that stuff. Where do you guys want to live when you get married? Like in the back of your mind, that first property, have you thought, oh, we could renovate that and make it our home and move into it or keep it as a rental? Like, because it is in the same suburb that you're living now. And, yeah. you know, I don't know if you hate where you live now or how far your partner lives from you. Yeah, no, I think I'm planning to keep it as an investment property. It's just part of my overall strategy to keep that and hold it. Yeah, so in terms of us, we'll probably end up uh, 
renting somewhere else, preferably um, closer to the city. Yeah, cool. And have you run numbers in your own budget to factor in for some rental expenses that could be higher than what you're paying your parents at the moment? We we haven't really had that discussion in detail. We've kind of talked about it. Like we're right now, we've got a joint joint account, and we just chuck in all of our um, entertainment um, expenses into that, and we just halve everything that we. So if we're going out for dinner, yeah. we'll up the costs. So do you guys put money into that as a percentage of salaries or is it fixed cost each? It's fixed cost. Yeah. Is she earning about the same as you or less or more? Uh, probably just a little bit less. Yeah, cool. Okay, so you do have some shared money things at the moment. It's it's a good system that seems to be working. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, no, I think yeah. at the moment it works quite well for us. Yeah. But just uh, on that... Um, I guess the percentage thing of putting money into that account, it is something that we we discussed as being a little bit more fair. Yeah. I totally agree with, um, mm. but I guess uh, she was kind of like, oh, you don't have to, but I think it's the right thing to do. So, Yeah, or well, maybe some, yeah. yeah, maybe you can just step up and tell her this is what's happening. Either <laughs> yeah. you're putting less in or I'm putting more in, but either way, <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. But I think what I would probably do is like, when do you think the... Well, firstly, will you be moving in together before you're married or will you wait till you're married, then get the house and then both move in? Um, I think it's likely we will try and move in together before we get married. Sure. And what's that time horizon look like? Maybe in the next six to 12 months. Okay, cool. Yeah. So the wedding is further than 12 months away? Yeah, probably, you know, 18 months away. Yeah, cool. See, the thing is, like, in these type of situations... I'm probably really crap because it's like I'm <laughs> I'm a fixer. I like to fix things. Like you know, there's not much that I can actually do because everything's ticking along fine. You're out of debt. The only thing I would encourage you to do is probably start having the discussion with your fiance. Just be like, okay, how are we going to manage money when we move in together? Because what I want you both to do is work out now how much you like realistically, will your budget be impacted when you've got to, because I'd imagine you'll be paying higher rent than you're paying now, even your share, right? So I think what you need to do is run the numbers. And I think you said you'd had, but like, are you paying some rent and living closer to town or whatever? Will you, like how much money do you think you'll have left over per month or per year? If you don't know off the top of your head, that's fine. But is there any money left over once you start paying rent? Well, when I did the cash flow projections, I did have money left over. Yeah. Significantly less than living mm. at home, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's just part of being an adult, an adult and moving yeah. on. So. so I think, you know, in terms of that, and I realize I'm talking to an engineer and you, you're engineering, like you're a planner, you know, down to the millimeter. You're my favorite people to pick on, all that stuff. I, I'm just saying what you already know. Just have some idea that that is happening and once you do move out. But what it kind of gives you is in your projections, well, we're getting married in 18 months. We're moving out in 6 to 12 months. So the question is, we just have to back engineer, don't excuse the pun, like how much we both need to save for the wedding and what is more important to you at the moment a wedding or upgrading the car. And are you a more of a, um, 
I want a wedding slash party or we're happy for a marriage and have a micro wedding? Like where on the spectrum are you guys heading in terms of the wedding? Um, so I have a big family. I would say probably medium in terms of the in between the party and just like the ceremony. They're trying to strike, strike the balance there. And are you like, gosh, you know, you said big family, medium. Are you, are you flagging, you know, 50, 60 grand for a wedding or 40? Honestly, like I was talking to a few of my mates that recently got married and um, it's sounding like, you know, 60 to 70K is um, quite realistic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Is there any financial help on the horizon from either parents? Well, we haven't had that discussion yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing you'll have to yeah. start start doing. Um, yeah. In terms of like, you, and you said yourself, like, I don't think there's wisdom. Like if I'm in your position and you said a few years anyway because of interest rates, I'm probably not worrying about buying more properties when you've got, you know, your life is about to join with someone else's. Mm-hmm. And you need to let that cash flow settle and, you know, build a life together. I'm kind of thinking in terms of the wedding versus car, because they're the two pressing financial issues in your life. Are we fair to say that you would just pay cash for a car or are you talking car loan? Um, I think I might do a bit of both. Because uh, right. if, it, if it comes to trying to balance out like the, the you know, saving for a wedding and then also mm-hmm. needing a car, which which I will need um probably in the next six months just because it's dying. Yeah. Um, it may, may need to be, you know, percentage of it, uh, cash payment and then a percentage as a loan. What type of car do you think you'll get and how much? I'm probably looking at around 60K. Yeah. Because it is like something that I've always wanted to do. I've, I've wanted to get a nice car um, and I've pushed that, pushed that out. So. Yeah. And what, um, what type of car? The Audi? Yeah. A5. Yeah, cool. They're nice. I really like them. And what is 60 grand A5? Is that like 2019, 2018? Uh, might be around. I don't know. I haven't, to be honest, like I was pretty spot on with all this uh, yeah. maybe like a few years ago. Now I've just yeah. I've completely um, put that to the side. But the last time I did check, I think around 70K for 2019 A5. But yeah. Maybe yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. I mean, I think. You're like, if you want me to comment on everything overall, I think you're in a strong position. How much do you think you can legitimately save each month or each year at the moment? Um, around, if I'm living at home, yeah, it's probably 3K a month. Yeah, okay, factored in the extra rent. Yeah. So the question is that 3K a month, because there's a, there's a thing here of like, well, what are you guys planning longer term with where you're going to live? Do you plan to rent for the next five or 10 years or do we want to buy a house together? Ultimately, yeah, we do want to um, have a house of our own, but we also want to do that, you know, living in an apartment in the city and kind of everything that comes along with being close to the city with that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Any travel? Yeah, there'll be travel, um, Mm. honeymoon you know, yeah. after the wedding, so yeah. and maybe Europe. Uh, is she older or younger than you? She's younger than me. Yeah, cool. I all, all I would say in terms of me looking at your situation, it seems like you're you're fine 
And it's just a matter of prioritizing the car, the wedding, the travel. So yeah, I'm, I just think it like, I don't buy cars with debt only because it slows me down because it hurts more to spend capital than it does a monthly payment. So I just think, you know, if you are going to get a loan, make sure that I reckon try and put 20% into that car. So, you know, well, maybe even you might just go 20 grand, like 10K of the cruise, 10K of savings, make sure the loan isn't more than four years. And yeah, just, but I think like your partner, does she have a car loan? Does she have any debt? Uh, she does have a car loan. Yeah. And it, does she need a new car or anything? Uh, um, she's pretty happy with her car. It's not that old, so she'll probably yeah. have it for the next couple of years. Yeah, cool, cool. I mean, I think it's just more spend as little as you can uh, and just make sure when the wedding comes, you don't have to go into debt for anything. Yeah, that, that is the main thing. Like um, for me, ideally, we could pay cash for the whole wedding and I'd have to go into to debt. Well, I mean, I just think you need to, you know, between the two of you, just decide that we're not going into debt for the wedding. Yeah. Like at all. Because I don't know, like ha- had the thought crossed your mind that you might have to? Um, well, I think the fact that we've got an 18-month horizon for the wedding minimum, mm. um, we've got that opportunity to continue to save. So I think if we were diligent on our savings for the next totally. eight months, we, we could save up enough. And if there's family contributions as well, that would um, help mm. um, beef it up a bit. Because if you went hard, like even moving out of home, you could probably save 50 grand over the 18 months with your three grand a week. Oh, was it a week or a month? Sorry. Uh, a month. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 54 grand over um, 18 months. So, and, th- and that's not even touching your, you know, 40 grand. So I think you'd be able to do it. And any type of contributions from family is a, a plus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you reckon that um, three grand a month has factored in a monthly car payment? Or is that realistically going to be 2300 a month? Uh, so, yeah, no, it doesn't factor in a car payment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's the end, like, what you've probably also got to think about as well, like, have you guys talked about spawning the world and creating little Dylans and all that stuff? We have. We have. I think we um, haven't really landed on whether or not that's something we want to go down. But it's, it's a solve. I guess what I'm saying is it's not in the next 10 minutes or. Yeah, no, definitely not. We, we, we definitely want to do the whole traveling together and living mm. together first before that um, even crosses our minds. Yeah, so I think all I'm doing is number one, making sure whatever the heck you do, there is no debt. And I don't think there would be because you don't have any at the moment, but no debt for the wedding, no debt for the honeymoon, like yeah, at all. Great. Like you just can't go there because it just sets you back. Like, because at the end of the day, you're borrowing money to put on a party for people that you see once a year. Like, it's just, I think you just got to go, nope, we're not doing it. And if, you know, some people with bigger families, they'll, you know, the your parents and everyone gets with their, their head out of work, oh, you got to have a wedding. Well, I've got to pay for it. And, <laughs> like, gosh. So, 
So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Little on the car as possible, making sure there's no debt for the wedding, making sure the wheels and the power of attorney are sorted. In terms of the shares and that type of investing, I think realistically, if we fast forward, once you've got your expenses settled for you know renting out of home, once you've had the wedding and um, that's been paid for, once you've done the travel and the honeymoon, then once you settle down between the two of you, at that point, I believe it is, okay, how are we building our life going forward? Yeah. At right. that point, we have the discussions about, all right, together, are we saving to buy a house to live in because it's been two years since we're married and live in the city life? Are we continuing to rent in the city and buying another investment property together? Are we continuing to rent and just both salary sacrificing to super? Are we... So I think all those bigger rocks in terms of financial planning for the future, I think it's a moot point discussing right now until you've weddinged, you've honeymooned and you've both settled into a, a cash flow routine living out of home. Have you lived out of home before? No, I haven't. Yeah. So you, usually what happens when you move out of home, it costs more than what you think and it's a total bitch. So I think, yeah, once you guys are in a rhythm, have a some type of money system together, joint goals together, on the same page together, because your bride-to-be, you know, she might turn around and go, yeah, we've got, between the two of us, we've got three investment properties. I don't heaps vibe getting any more. And then it's a discussion like, well, my wife doesn't vibe getting more properties. Well, we need to do something to build our financial future. Yeah. So that's just an example. So yeah, these are a good discussion, but yeah, ultimately you're on the right track. Yeah. So I can't actually help you. <laughs> <laughs> but Forever Projects, thank you for your donation. <laughs> oh, that's not, I mean, that, that's, that, that could be a good thing. I see yeah. a good thing, so. No, yeah. Okay. But I mean, does our discussion, I think, you know, if anything, it's just, it's confirmed what you know from an outsider looking in under the hood of all your, you know, money situation. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And, and it's been good to kind of have you go through, I guess, my situation and, and kind of just uh, reaffirm what I was thinking. And mm. uh, it, yeah, because I've never really actually gone to a financial advisor to get advice, but just kind of bouncing off your previous experiences. Yeah, it's, it's been great. Yeah. So actually just on the car, do they, like when you go to site, is there work cars? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to be driving your nice car around for work, quote unquote. You might go to the, the workshop or the office. Yeah. No, I'd be using all the work cars for, for site inspections. Yeah. Have you considered any other cars other than the Audi? <laughs> it's... um. Yeah, look, I mean, I could get myself a two out of Camry, um, which is not bad. But oh, I'll just- tell you what I was looking at the other day. I kid you not, the Supras, the new Supras. Oh, yeah, those are really nice. Because they're BMW, right? Yeah. And they hammer. So I'm going to go and take one for a drive. Actually, I had to go get a part for my car at the local Lexus dealership here and... So I ordered the part, went in, picked it up and 
right next door to the Lexus dealerships, the Volvo dealership. And I'm like, oh, next minute I'm sitting in a new S60 and, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but no, I'm like, no, no, Glenn, you're a good boy. You don't need to buy another car. Yeah. But yeah, there, I, I just love cars. That's my problem. But I'm a good boy now and I'm reformed. So. I, look, I think for me, it's it's all about that delayed gratification. Like, totally. If, if it makes you happy, um, it's all all well and good to have your investments in place and you know some saving. But at some point, you got to be like, you know, some people will spend money on traveling. Others may want you know a new car, mm. or you can get both. So yeah, that's right. And like, yeah. So for me, like, I'm not above any of this crap. Like, and this is why I love doing the podcast. I too want. I, it's been, and everyone's going to think whatever, but like. I've had my current car for it'll be three years in December, right? Like it's a long time for me. <laughs> but I'm like, no, no, I'm now a good boy and I now <laughs> delay gratification and I, you know, because I just really love my car at the moment. So, yeah, but I'm always looking. I'm always looking. All right, Dylan. Well, thanks everyone for listening and thanks Dylan for sharing a bit of your story and having a look under the hood and we wish you all the best for the upcoming wedding and the moving out of home and the car and the only thing I'm just, sorry, I'm just like all the car. I think I love the Audis, but they just appreciate so much. Yeah. no, you. That, and that's why I, I, I've not owned one and I probably never will because they are like a lead balloon. Unless you buy one that's, you know, two, three years old. So the appreciate I mean, that, Yeah, old. that is the yeah. sweet spot, but still relative like, yeah, I, I wouldn't buy a new car, I don't think. But, yeah, but that's the whole thing, right? Like, you know, you can say, like, looking at it this way, right? Someone might spend 10 grand on a holiday, big international holiday. Well, that 10 grand depreciated pretty fast. Exactly. <laughs> it's worth nothing at the end of it. Uh, so I think if you put that whole car thing, if you like us and you love cars, you almost put it in the same type of basket as you said, like, well, I really enjoy this. I know that it's not an investment. I've got my investment properties. I'm living less than what I earn on balance. But yeah, it's just that thing, like, so anyway. All right, Dylan, thanks for the chat. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Glenn. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objective financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.